Hey, you guys, just want to share an amazing opportunity with you. We have the five-day business accelerator challenge starting on March 23rd, 2022. Now, interestingly enough, two years ago, I launched a digital summit with zero experience. We managed to generate 2,147 leads, be on the front. I was on the front cover of a huge US magazine and able to generate over 50,000 pounds worth of new income in less than seven weeks from start to launch. Like I said, zero experience. And what we're going to be doing during this challenge is I'm going to share the secrets about how you can run your own summit. Now, I don't know about you, but do you ever feel like you're great at what you do, but you're also the best kept secret in the world? Well, that was me before I started running summits. Now, guess what? What you need is visibility, but the, but there are speaking events out there. There's podcasts out there. There's lives. There's YouTube. But the problem is, is that you're competing in such a competitive space, and it's easy to go unnoticed. What you need is huge visibility, uh, but you also need to create your own opportunities. And this is we're going to teach you. We're going to give you the framework about how you can go about doing that. Now, listen. None of the gurus are teaching you any of this. None of the big guys are teaching you any of this. This is this is a challenge that you are is going to be absolutely epic on so many levels. I'm going to be bringing in some of my friends who are some of, some of the best thought leaders in the world. We're going to be sharing with you how to build your vision, how to create your message, how to piggyback off of influencers' brands in order to build your own brand. I'm going to show you. I'm going to share you with you how to monetize and, and monetize all of this. And it's going to be absolutely epic. So for more information, click on the link below. Or what you can do is you can go to businessacceleratorchallenge.com. That's businessacceleratorchallenge.com and find out more information. But otherwise, I'll, fit, I'll see you on the challenge March 23rd, 2022. Take care. Bye-bye. This is the Game Changers Experience. Deep dive conversations with leading business disruptors, Olympic athletes, celebrities, entrepreneurs, and influencers from around the world. This show will teach you insights about the winning principles in mindset, productivity, marketing, branding, entrepreneurship, business strategy, and more. Hosted by Productivity Authority, business strategist, former elite athlete, author, and public speaker, Adam Strong. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Game Changers Experience with myself, Adam Strong. And today we have another great show lined up. Um, I'm actually going to be, I'm actually joined on the show with a great guy from the United States called Tom Anton. And Tom is effectively an internet multimillionaire and founder of the only licensed dedicated internet marketing school in the United States. Now, he's also the subject of a Hollywood documentary that comes out in the spring of 22, which, we, which is called The American Entrepreneur, which we'll talk about during the show. He's a speaker, been on the speaker circuit for, for quite a number of years, and, and I love that. He's also got a great podcast called Screw the Commute, right? <laughs> I, love the, I love the name of that, by the way. What we're going to be talking about today, guys, is we're going to be talking a little bit about some of the opportunities on the online space. So for example, if you don't have any experience and you're looking to get into how you can create extra revenue streams, create semi to passive income through creating different models on the online space, we're going to be talking a little bit about that. We're going to be talking a little bit about the importance of membership sites. We're going to be talking about membership sites and how to monetize. We're going to be talking about video marketing as well. And uh, we're going to be talking about some other bits and pieces as well. But without further ado, Tom, welcome to the show. Hey, Adam. I love a high energy guy. That's, that's, that's <laughs> who you are. Well, that is, you, and, and, and that for me, that's important. Like 
you know, energy and enthusiasm, like that's what brings our listeners from all over the world. And, you know, I, I, I'm a real, real big believer that like, if you have a high energy, high enthusiasm, like people are kind of like, wow, it's like start the day type thing. I don't know about you, but that's kind of how I see things. But yep. Okay. Yep. Let's, let's do it, man. <laughs> Love it. So listen, um, I know that you've been in the, um, the internet space for quite some time and you've never had what we call a paid job, a bit similar. Well, I can't say that I was similar, but I, I quit my full-time job at the age of 24, but that's still pretty young. But you've never had a job, right? Well, I actually applied for one once, uh, Adam. It, oh. it said it had a 401k, <laughs> which, and I said that's a great starting salary, four hundred one thousand. I didn't get that job. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Very cool. Yeah, no jobs for me. Uh, high school and college, cutting grass and stuff. But other than that, I've been uh, uh, before I graduated college, I owned five apartment buildings and a hotel. <laughs> so all was, starting with nothing yeah and this was like wasn't this like before the age of 21 i read yeah yeah this was in college yep wow and and just out of curiosity because i mean that that is a big accomplishment because i'm not being funny i remember when i was a student right and for <laughs> most other students that's listening into to this right i'm sure you you guys remember back in the day when you were students if you went to university right you kind of be barely struggling or you're barely raising finances you have to take a part-time job as well as full-time study and all the busy kind of social life but you had a pretty much accomplished what most think most people <laughs> hasn't right which is insane well it wasn't that uh, hard if you put your mind to it and focus on it so i was reading a book i was sitting in the middle of the the, the student area at the college and i'm reading this book on by william nickerson and it was on how you turn a thousand dollars into a million dollars in real estate and this was long before all the no money down craze and everything and there's some really good lessons here adam yeah. um so i said i could do this so i found an old lawyer that owned a threeplex a three apartment building apartment building uh which they rented per person in those days to the students and uh, he didn't want to sell it outright because he'd had to pay too much taxes. So I got him to sell it to me with no money down and just make payments. And then I came up blue collar. So I knew how to use tools and stuff. And they were remodeling the football stadium and taking out the oak seats and putting them plastic in. And they were throwing away these beautiful boards. And I said, can I have them? And I said, they said, yeah, we got 30,000 of them here. <laughs> Take all your wow. So I went to our, one of our uh, discount stores here in the States at that time was Kmart. Kmart. And, uh, and I had bought a $10 circular saw, ripped these two by sixes down the middle, made two by fours out of them and remodeled the attic of this building to get three more students in there. Wow. That was another $375 a month in the, this in the seventies. And, uh, and got the income way up. And then I did it again, found another guy to sell me a fourplex. And then the big turning point, though, was I was uh, charging more for rent to these other students than I was paying to my landlord. That's <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and so he would come over to uh, to work on the house and I'd say, hey, Frank, uh, I'll help you put these gutters on, but you teach me what you're doing. All right. So that went on. And then he came over at the end of the semester and said, hey, Tom, I want to talk to you. And I'm thinking, uh oh, what, what did we do wrong? <laughs> you know, what happened? <laughs> he says, I've been renting to students in this city for 25 years, thousands of students. He said, not one ever 
offered to help me do anything on the, the house uh, and wanted to learn something about it. He says, I own a hotel about 20 minutes from here and I want to retire and go to Florida. I want you to have it. He said, if you can come up with the first mortgage, I'll hold back the second mortgage, which basically means no money down uh, if, in mortgage parlance. Got it. And uh, I'll teach you how to run it. So this is the first, uh, first lesson is give before you get. So okay. I was helping him with no expectations of anything to learn wow. and was very impressive to him. And then the second thing was persistence. I, I had owned these other small places, but a hotel, the banks were like shooing me away like I'm a little punk kid. And <laughs> I, I had to go to 50 different places. And I landed the first mortgage. He held back the second, paid him off. I was making $65,000 a year in the 70s while I was still in college. Went down one day a week to make small repairs and pick up the rent checks. And then the city bought it out for a couple hundred grand later. I made about a half a million dollars uh, from those two things, persistence to get that first mortgage and give before you get to uh, get the idea in the first place. So yeah, that's yeah, how that's I did great. it. Great. I love that story. Thanks for sharing that with us. And 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 I mean, you, you got into the, I, I'm fascinated how you got into the whole kind of internet world, because I mean, you were one of the what I call one of the front runners and saw the potential in the internet right in the early days. Was that around when the dot com uh, dot com uh, uplift, should we say, the dot com, you know, you'd have the dot com bust and the dot cost boom? But were you were kind of, did you? This was before that. What? This well, was way before that. The commercial internet started around 1994. Right. At the time, I was already a busy speaker going all over the world and selling stuff at the back of the room which was cassettes and books in those days right? <laughs> if any of your listeners ever heard of that term look it up <laughs> google it look at wikipedia to see what oh it my is God. and so when the commercial internet started to come around in 1994 i'm thinking to myself it's hard enough to sell my stuff across the street let alone around the world from my desktop right. i'm gonna figure this out so i it was wild west there nobody knew what was going on for two years, I was killing myself every day in between speaking to figure it out and didn't make a nickel. And then I got good training but from a guy named Corey Rudel, who was like the 31-year-old grandfather of internet marketing, making $5 million a year from his apartment. Now, he's died in a tra tragic racing accident uh, not too long ago. But, but anyway, that was my first teacher. And as soon as I got good training, I started making money and it wasn't like it is now, but it was $50 a week, a hundred, 500, a thousand. Now it's not uncommon, $30,000 weeks. Uh, so uh, that was the, uh, the impetus to basically to sell my own stuff. And then typically what happens is when you get really good at something, people beg you to teach them. And so I, uh, I started, uh, I started what is called, you know, I came from a comic background. You mentioned I had an entertainment company. So people were begging me to do boot camp. And I couldn't do a boot camp. I thought everybody <laughs> does boot camp. So I'm sitting here making all this money, sitting on my rear end. And I thought, I'll call it butt camp. And it caught on. I've done them in 11 countries around the world, uh, except in London, they made me call it bum camp. When I did it, but, and it's, it's the uh, longest continuously running internet seminar ever yeah but camp <laughs> love it love it love it love it it's fantastic very cool so let's talk let's let's get let's get into the nick of that because 
I know that you uh, and and I love I love I love listening to people that've got great stories, and it sounds like you've got some really good stories, and you've really shared some 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 great ones. But some of our listeners, whether it be entrepreneurs, business leaders, even people that are thinking about potentially getting into entrepreneurship, we've got a wide diversity of audience uh, people listening to us from around the world. But I'd love to talk a little bit about you know the fact that there are so many opportunities out there compared to way back in the day in the early uh, mid 90s mm-hmm. you know that i mean you've got amazon you've got ebay i mean you know you could sell a kidney on ebay right <laughs> yeah, right, right? Yeah, which is crazy but and then you've got affiliate marketing i mean there's just so much i mean and, you know you've got you're spoiled for choice really aren't you um but in in terms of like okay so you've piqued my interest right that's what people are thinking you piqued my interest I'm interested in potentially learning about how to make money online. You know, what are some of the things that I need to, you know, look at in terms of opportunities if I've got zero experience? Got it. Got it. Well, first of all, when I did sell my kidney on eBay, I said, <laughs> no, no, no returns on it. Right? I said, I said only one policies. Yeah, only one, one available. <laughs> so, oh, love it, love it. But, uh, but uh, let's just talk about eBay, and then I'll get into the bigger picture in a moment. So, so I grew up very frugal. My dad came from Syria on a cattle boat in the early 1900s. Uh, had nothing built up he became an entrepreneur and turned me into an entrepreneur but i can i can't even brush my teeth and let the water run because i hear my dad saying don't waste water you don't waste things in this world you know and the same with electricity turn the lights off you know so uh, so i grew up very frugal so i buy stuff on ebay and uh, we have facebook marketplace and offer up these or other these things so so i happen to buy a tool off of ebay uh-huh. And the guy happened to be local. So I said, I'll just go pick it up. And so I go to his house, beautiful house. He's got a half a million dollar motorhome out front. He comes beautifully dressed to the door and, and he invites me in to go down to his shop to buy this tool. So we go down the hallway, go downstairs. And then Adam, everything up to this point is normal. <laughs> right? Okay. And then as we're going to his shop, through his basement, I look over and from the ceiling is hanging hundreds, hundreds of ladies' brassieres. What? And I'm thinking, oh my God, he lures you in to buy a tool and then kills you and hangs your underwear. <laughs> That's what I'm, thinking. I'm thinking about all this stuff. <laughs> so, so I'm watching him like a hawk and he's everything's normal. He shows me the tool. We're talking about our dads and everything. So I buy the tool and we're heading out. And of course I stay behind them because I don't want to get a hatchet to the head. <laughs> and I said, I got to ask you, what are all these bras doing? He says, oh, my daughter sells them on eBay. She goes to all the thrift stores. She knows all the sizes. She buys them for, you know, cheap and fix, cleans them, fixes them up, repairs them, sells them on eBay. Nice. $200,000 a year, U.S., she's making, selling used bras on eBay. Oh, <laughs> okay. And, and I'm thinking to myself, darn, if I went and held a, a thrift <laughs> stores, I'd get arrested if I hung around the bra department at thrift stores. <laughs> so, Love it. So, uh, so there's all kinds of opportunities. The guy that taught me was an ex-Marine to do eBay. I was a power seller on eBay for a while. And uh, he sells used cell phones and doll heads. You know, so 
random what (laughs) i mean totally so he would go to all the pawn shops i don't know if these are the terms that work in europe but pawn shop you know take stuff in um and uh they said, we can't get rid of, we can't keep track of the cell phones and the chargers. He says, I'll give you 10 bucks a piece. He had a big bucket of them every month. He gets all these cell phones from the pawn shops, wow. fixes them up and sells them for $120 a piece on eBay. Wow. And the doll heads, he has little molds that he puts 10 cents worth of rubber in and sells them for $10 a piece for people that make dolls. <laughs> I mean, just there's, there's an opportunity you can't believe out there. So so anyway, to the bigger picture, anybody that's starting uh, wants to start from scratch, you must embrace digital information products. They're 97% profit. There's virtually zero cost in, in creation. If you have Microsoft Word and Adobe PDF, you've got it, and then you convert it to Amazon Kindle. We don't waste their time on anything but Amazon Kindle because that's the big kahuna on uh, on ebook sales and um and you have n- zero cost involved with 97 percent profit just a little credit card fees i wrote one book in a four-hour layover uh at uh, mccarran airport in las vegas so as of this morning it's brought in 3.684 million dollars and it's a, yeah and it's a giveaway and people say that's got to be BS. Who, who you think you know? You're, you're one of those scammers you go after in your Scambergate show. So here's how here's how it works. Uh, this is a good lesson for everybody. First of all, you have to understand affiliate market, which means you can promote somebody else's product and get a commission for it if somebody buys it. That's a simple affiliate relationship. Yep. But what the next level of that is is called a residual affiliate program which means you promote something and if they keep buying it or leasing it or whatever the thing is, you keep getting paid. So for everybody that read that book, I taught them in the book, all the benefits of having this tool, but they can't get the benefits unless they buy the tool. Right. And, and actually it's a lease kind of thing. So they have to buy this service every month. And some of them have been doing it 15 years. Wow. And so that's brought in 3.68 something 4 million as of this morning and keeps coming in anywhere from five to $15,000 a month if I'd have quit 10 years ago. And that's just one of the little sliver things that we do around here. But it's called a residual affiliate program. So if they embrace digital marketing, their risk is really low. They don't have to quit their job and cross their fingers that they can pay the rent next month. And this stuff can be developed on the side. Now, my goal was when I teach my students is to make it too expensive for them to go to work anymore. Because the time they're putting into their own stuff, instead of going and making somebody else rich, that's where Screw the Commute came about, is I'm not, I've lived like two or three lives because I'm not sitting in traffic making somebody else rich. You're on a train somewhere. True. Not not that we uh, do much of that in this day and age, but that's what we do um, <laughs> I don't think we've seen much of the commute in the last couple. Right, of right, years, right. But, uh, but or should we say the traffic is a little bit light? But light, anyway, light. I'm sure that times will ch- times change anyway, depending on when you're listening to this. That's really fascinating, very interesting. And so what you're talking about is information. Information digital products is what you're talking about, more specifically. Um, and you mentioned books or uh, digital books or whatever it is, but 
I suppose there's many different forms. There's well, courses, online courses and so yeah. forth. And, and you can even uh, create a, a, a highly in-demand digital product and not know a thing about the topic. I was sitting on a, a plane. I was in first class. I'm flying somewhere. And um, this guy next to me has these magazines in the seat pocket all about go-karts. And he's like 45 years old or something. I'm thinking, <laughs> I ask him, what's all this go-kart stuff? He's like, oh, my God, we love them. Me, I, me and my boys, I got three boys, and we uh, race them and stuff. And I said, well, how much does one cost? He said, oh, you can't get a piece of junk for $10,000. His were like $30,000 a piece for these go-karts my mind is racing, you know, I'm thinking. <laughs> so, I, so I'm thinking if I wanted to write a book on uh, how to buy your first racing go-kart, I would go to what we call a forum or a discussion board. These are where people congregate to talk about a particular topic. I mean, they have them on every topic, including pig farming, which I, <laughs> I always said that as a joke. I looked it up and they have one. They do on have one. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so, so I would go there and I would look at all the people that made the most comments. Sometimes it's called a senior member or they tell you how many comments they've made. And right. I'd say, hey, I'm writing a book on racing go-karts. Uh, I'd like to interview you. Well, how many people do you think would turn you down? That's all they do all day long is talk about go-karts. They'd be thrilled about so it. How much would about they, it. Yeah, how much would they charge you for the interview? Nothing. Uh, who would be all excited to promote your book when it came out? Because they're in it them who gets all the money adam you do exactly. <laughs> and you didn't know a thing about it. you're a publisher basically so you can create all kinds of information products people are, are sponges for information and a lot of people that are experts say ah well that's simple stuff it's not to a beginner so you got stuff in your head that you could get out and put it into information and sell it or give it away to get that affiliate stuff that i said Love it. Some very cool stuff there. Very cool. Very good. Um, I suppose my, my, my second thought is, you know, we were talking about the rat race, which again, I think is going to come back pretty soon. Yeah. Depending on where you are in the world, of course. Um, <laughs> how, yeah. do you, how do you help employees um, or people that, you know, that, that want to escape the rat race or entrepreneurs, right? That want to, I suppose, you know, that, that, that they're looking for something different, right? How do you educate them on, turning their passions into profit? What, what, what are some of the conversations that you've had in the past, maybe with some students or whatever it is? It's like, hey, so I'm in this dead end job or, you know, I, I'm kind of stuck in my entrepreneurship and I need, I need something else that's going to spark my interest. But I've got my passion here, like whether it be fitness, whether it be healthcare or whatever it is, what's some of the things that sort of come off, in, off the back of that conversation? What, what, what sort of solutions and what sort of things do you sort of say to them uh, off the back of that? Well, you and I, uh, before we started recording, talked a little bit about keywords. You were talking right. about your keyword usage and keywords. That's the number one thing in all the years I've been teaching this, which is close to 25 years, that people make a mistake of. They get uh, what they think is their passion, but they don't um, do keyword research with the free tools that are available to tell them if anybody else on earth cares about what they care about. Sure. Because the old saying about, yeah, do what you love and the money will follow. Yeah, a little bit of money will follow you right into the poor house where you'll be getting food stamps. You know, so, <laughs> uh, so, so no, you have to make sure there's a demand for what you want. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. You don't, you don't have to, uh, uh, to be uh, revolutionary. In fact, there's uh, 
one of the factions is to find a passionate market that has money, whether you like it or not. Now, if you like it, that's where I get into making your hobbies tax deductible. So that's another way to make money, even if uh, to, to shelter some of your, your job income is to have another thing going on where it's a business. So we'll get into that later. But, but um, you got to find a passionate market that has money. So for instance, I have, uh, I'm a tennis nut. So I created a, a website called Fatso Tennis because <laughs> I, <I'm, laughs> I am not the, the uh, 10% body fat uh, oh my God, fancy so athlete that you are, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, and so I happen to be the largest person. I have this dubious distinction of being the largest person ever to create and star in a tennis training video. So, so if you go to Fatso Tennis, you see the trailer where I'm playing tennis and eating pizza at the same time. Sounds like a series of jackass or something. Yeah, but it's a, it's a two set DVD where I, on part of it is all the crazy gadgets that fat people can use to get an advantage. And they're so pitiful, but they're hysterical. Like for instance, on a tennis racket, you have the butt and the, and the head. And so on the, the butt, you can put this suction cup thing on yep. so that you can don't have to bend over to pick up the ball. You can just push <laughs> it down. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, so it's all those kinds of things. But then the other part is more serious in that uh, I know all the angles of the court to make the other younger people run to death before I drop dead. <laughs> and, uh, and I was playing this 14 year old one time and I was 50 years old. I was playing this 14 year olds on the tennis team. Right. He gets so mad. He smacks his racket down and runs off the court. His mother's chasing him. Oh, don't worry, Johnny. It's okay. And <laughs> if I'd have done that when I was a kid, I'd have been running laps till I was 40 years old. But you know, his mother says, it's okay, Johnny. So I was hitting all the shots that he's not used to as a, as a young kid. All old spins things. and all. So, so the, the point is, is you can have a blast, but that site makes all my tennis stuff legitimately tax deductible in the U.S. and Pretty much any developed country has tax deductions for business like that. So you can uh, uh, start by picking something you really love that is in demand. Camping, tennis, golf is a big one, uh, uh, archery, I mean, anything, and then make it tax deductible. Even the family interests, like maybe your kids are in soccer. Well, you go uh, put a soccer website up, you go interview uh, all the soccer high school coaches and get get their interviews, put it into an ebook, sell it, or just find soccer related products to use as a uh, affiliate. And now you can take off all the money you're spending on your kids for for uh, soccer. So there's all kinds of ways. Love it, love it, love it. Some some good some great stuff <laughs> there. Actually, so one thought that came to my mind because, and this kind of moves nicely into my next question because you know being an entrepreneur and kind of you know i love to experiment right and i'm sure that you you know you being in your years of business you've you you, you love experimenting right and so one of the things that we've been doing in our business is we've we, you know we've created like an academy or a membership or whatever it is mm -hmm. right now you've really mastered the game of this so my question and this is a personal question because there might be other people listening in around memberships and academies and stuff like that 
how do you, from your perspective and from experience, how do you monetize your membership site, number one? But number two, how do you get more people to, to not just buy into the membership as such, but how do you get, how do you make it so valuable that it's like, kind of like, Chiching, 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 mm-hmm. wake up. Oh shit. Oh shit. Another, mm-hmm. oh my God. Another, someone else bought. Oh my God. And it, it might only be sort of 20, 30 bucks, whatever it might be, whatever the going rate is for the membership or whatever it is. But I'd love to talk about that if that's okay. Yeah. Well, I have multiple membership sites on different topics. You know, you don't want to lump everything in one basket because you look like a jack of all trades. So you want them to be very specific. True. Yeah. And, uh, and, one of the one of my biggest ones is a um, a site called Great Internet Marketing Training, and it's part of my what I call my mentor program. I don't like the word coaching, and I'll tell you why. Every low life on earth <laughs> wants to be your life coach who never did a thing in their whole life. Or right? business coach, by the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, they might yeah. not be low life, but <laughs> other than that, coaching. Yeah. <laughs> right. So mentor was the uh, the. Uh, the advisor to Odysseus in Greek mythology. And I'd rather be a trusted advisor than a coach. So that's just my little quirk there. And no stepping on toes of real professional coaches, but the, you know, you're surrounded by people that just think, oh, it's easy money. I'll just get somebody that doesn't know any better and try to, you know, so it doesn't work that way. So uh, in the beginning, when I started doing this, every time I would coach somebody, I would record the call and if it was proprietary or confidential to them, I would just transcribe it and the, uh, the ideas that I gave them, and then I'd put it in a membership site. So when you're getting started, there's not much in there, but now there's 25 years of stuff in there. In there. And, uh, and so what it, it, it makes it so I can handle more people legitimately. See, I have a very unique program where it's one-on-one. And I, I tried group coaching and I, it wasn't up to my standards because I had to dummy everything down to the lowest common denominator. Exactly. If I talk to an advanced person, the lower, the beginner's lost. And if I talk to the beginner, the advanced person's like, what am I doing here? So I, I quit that. Uh, but now to keep myself from going crazy, saying the same stuff over and over and over again, <laughs> I say, okay. Uh, what's the, here's what we want to accomplish. So I want you to go listen to this, watch this thing and read this thing and then report back to me and then we'll discuss it. And so that works beautifully because I can handle more people legitimately that I've collected this repository of information. Um, So I have one on on, uh, professional speaking. I have one on brutal self-defense based on my nightclub days when the bikers were trying to kill me. And uh, (laughs) we talk about that. Uh, But uh, and I have a protection dog company also, uh, which is another make your hobbies tax deductible. I got two fifty thousand dollar German shepherds in there. So if anybody wants. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, so uh, but to get people to come to them, this is the number one skill in my entire business career long before the internet it's advertising copyright there's a skill that anybody can develop uh to to increase the 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 want of people to buy your stuff and to show it to them and and if your stuff is really good you're doing them a disservice by not pushing them and i'm not saying being obnoxious i'm just saying to push them into the point where they get your stuff because if you're a good person you're going to take care of them and give them high quality stuff. 
You right. send them out on the open market, God help them. You know, who knows what's going to happen to them. I mean, you get so many people saying, oh, I wish I'd have come to you first because they went and spent all this money with a bunch of shysters, you know? So, so copy advertising, copywriting is a skill you can develop. And I'm, I'll give them one tip right now. Yeah. There's a, um, a principle called the Zagarnik principle. Okay. Bluma Zagarnik was a Russian psychologist, psychiatrist that, that identified the trait of the human mind that the human mind cannot stand unfulfilled curiosity. So if you use that principle in the subject line of your email, you will increase your open rates. And guess what? If you don't do a great job on your subject line, no matter what after that matters, because you could have the greatest product in the world, greatest sales copy in the world, but if they don't open that email, God help you. See, so you use it in the subject line. The, the, the biggest one that I ever had that I can recall is, uh, boy, did I get in trouble. That was the subject line. So I got 100,000 email subscribers. They're like, oh, what'd he do now? They had <laughs> to open it to find out, right? And I was talking about, I think uh, I bought this uh, crazy thing for my girlfriend. I bought this. I was at the, the, the Home Depot, we call it over here. It's yeah. a yeah, and uh, this giant uh, thing where you, you, you clean up the job site. It's like a dustpan, but it's enormous. So I bought this for my girlfriend for Valentine's Day. <laughs> you do. <laughs> <laughs> and so, but I didn't tell them that in the email. Once they opened the email, I said, oh boy, I had to sleep on the couch because of thing, this thing that I bought for my girlfriend for Valentine's Day. <laughs> Click here to check it out. Well, using that Zagarnik principle in the body got the click through to the website. See what I mean? So you use it in the subject line to get the open right up and then in the body to get the click through. That's yeah. a simple principle. You're surrounded by it every day, you know, and uh, you're using all kinds of ways. It's interesting because, <clears throat> you know, I think probably three years ago, yeah, I'd probably say about three years ago. I never really, I never really valued copy as much as it ever has done now. And I and and I think you're re really touching on some really interesting points around that. You know, and and you know the importance of building your own database because you know, uh, you know, do doesn't matter about social media and stuff like that because they could disappear or right, right. what you but effectively build your database, but what you're also talking about is the subject lines when you're talking to your audience and stuff. And interestingly enough, you know, especially with people that I look up to and have very good, what I call subject lines, subject lines that what I call create curiosity, mm -hmm. right? Which is going to entice more people to open it up and like, holy crap, that was definitely worth my, 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 my 30 seconds of, you know, and, and you've got to, you've got to probably take into consideration that so many people get emails so many times a day, you've got to like stand out from the crowd type thing, isn't it? Yeah, and uh, but never ever lie to them. Don't give yeah. them a thing and then not deliver on the inside because then they'll never trust you. True, true. Now, um, now I'm conscious of time because um, I know that um, we're coming towards the end, but I, I wanted to just ask you one real quick question actually, which was all about, um, the importance of believability, because you touched up, you touched base around 
you know, uh, some different ideas, whether it be on eBay, whether it be affiliate marketing and selling other people's products and stuff like that. How important have you found believability, especially for people that have not tested a product or service, yet they're selling it, um, you know, whether it be somebody else's product or service? I mean, how important is it to test drive something which you, should we say, recommend to others? I mean, what's your thoughts about this? Because, I, I mean, it's a bit like, um, you know, if I recommend a restaurant queue or I recommend like a, a new car or whatever it is, right, I'm going to give you my honest opinion about it, right? And then you're probably more than likely, like all that word of mouth marketing, of course, you're probably more likely to take action if more people have said good things about that product or service or whatever it is. But what's your take on about the whole kind of believability forward slash you know, I've never tried this before type of thing. You know, what's your thoughts about that? Well, you know, with my background with uh, the consumer advocacy and a scam buster, I'm <clears throat> very skeptical of things. And I know, and I, I know people that I've turned into the FBI that, you know, can generate <laughs> enormous, <laughs> uh, enormous fake testimonials. So I'm very skeptical of that. Uh, but from, from, my point of view, I won't promote anything unless I know for a fact that it's great right. because nobody will trust me for the next recommendation, especially when people nowadays legally have to know you're making a commission mm -hmm. off it, at least in the States you do. You do. Right. Um, so, so you can kill your reputation. Now, if you don't care about your reputation, yeah, you can make some money, but it's not going to, you're not going to be in business 44 years like me, you know, because <laughs> people, the word will get around. You can't trust that person. Yeah. So even when uh, somebody comes to me with something and wants me to do a webinar for them and promote them, they have to give me the product. I have to try it out and see uh, what's, uh, what's, if it's worth it or not before I'll promote it because your reputation see, and it gets easier. So nowadays for at least the people that know me, if I, if my name's on it, okay, we'll buy it because they know that I'm not going to sell them something that's crap. See, so it gets easier over time, but it gets harder over time. If you're willing to take the short-term money just to promote anything for a buck. Cause it could backfire essentially. <clears throat> yeah. If it's, uh, I mean, you're lucky if, if it's good, great. But if it's, you're just flipping a coin to hope that it's good yeah. and then people don't start complaining and getting mad and they'll never, you know, listen to you again. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, I know that you wanted to, I, I know that you've got lots of things happening, you know, uh, especially because you've been in business. No, I got nothing to do. I just, uh, you know, <laughs> you just kind of like just chill out, have fun, <laughs> yeah. make money, ka-ching, ka-ching, ka-ching. Oh, no. oh, by the way, darling, I uh, just made a uh, 50 grand. Uh, over my Isn't that fantastic? Oh, it's nothing new. Let's go to, yeah. let's go to the store or whatever. Let's get all your cash. Um, but to, to, I know that you've got a, a little giveaway for our audience. Tell us a little bit about the giveaway. Yeah, it's uh, called how to automate your business. And um, it's something that I've really, uh, got my students doing like crazy because most a lot of people they operate their computer out of necessity they don't they never really learn how to use it and all the things that it would do for them it's just barely get the the current job done so i use all of these tools for instance there's a tool called short keys for pc it's called um, a keyboard maestro for a mac and these are called macro programs and so I was complaining to one of the, I keep young people around because they, they find this stuff for me. Uh, so 
this we estimated it a couple years ago that it saved me seven and a half million keystrokes wow and all it is is if somebody asks me a question more than once i make the answer into this thing called a short key and then i can just hit g2 and it'll type in 12 paragraphs of answer like that for people mm. so so this is a great time saver and it also makes me lightning fast getting back to prospects and customers which impresses the heck out of them and if you're the first one to get back to them a lot of times you'll get the money okay? yeah. so yeah. that's just one tool that uh you're crazy it costs 20 dollars one time for this tool wow and uh, it, you know you don't have to pay it every month or anything and so that's just one of a bunch of things that are in this thing that have uh allowed me to handle up to 150,000 subscribers and 65,000 customers without pulling my hair out. Wow. And so, uh, so the whole book is full of these things, including cell phone automation stuff and all the things that uh, both this and your computer will do. If you just took a day or so on one of these items, it saves you hours and hours for the rest of your career. So you're crazy not to do it. So, so they can pick that up at screwthecommute.com slash automate free. Cool. slash automate free and what we'll do guys is we'll put the links below so that you can uh so you can get access to that and uh what i was going to say to you uh, first of all i just want to say thanks very much tom you've been a great guest and we've had a lot of fun and a few laughs i didn't even get warmed up yet are you kidding <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's, it's been great to have you on the show and i just want to say thanks very much for today oh yeah my pleasure man love love it very cool. And for you guys that are listening in, hope you've enjoyed our conversations with me and myself and Tom. If you would like to reach out to Tom, please do click on his links below. Uh, just mention the Game Changers Experience podcast. They can put two and two together. And also take the opportunity, you know, click, uh, get that get that free, uh, that download. I mean, that's, I'm going to be doing that 100%. If it's going to help me save time, it's going to help me increase my productivity, then for me, it's a no brainer. So, uh, so guys, hope you've enjoyed today's show. Uh, see you again, back in again on the next Game Changers experience. Take care. See you soon. Cheers. Hey, guys, I just want to say thank you so much for listening to today's episode on the Game Changers experience. I would be gratefully appreciated if you could leave a good or a bad review. It doesn't matter. One or a five star review, whichever you prefer on any of the platforms, whether it be on Apple, whether it be on Spotify, Podchaser, etc. And please leave a testimonial or review about our podcast. And if you have enjoyed our podcast, then I look forward to seeing you on the next Game Changer Experience. Take care. See you soon.